0: We are Squawking Dead, <laughs> a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. And today I'm here with Alania. Obviously. How are you? <laughs> and Cosmom Zero and I'm Rachel I'm David Campio. Yeah, we're here today to talk about TWD episode 1022, which is the sixth and final of the bonus episodes of 10 season 10 here's Negan. We've been waiting for this one for a long time since they actually said it was one of the roster. So here we go. But before before we do that, we have to talk about the elephant in the room, which was AMC deciding to release Fear the Walking Dead's eighth episode of season six,
1: The Door. The
0: Door. The elephant isn't the actual episode itself. It's the fact that it was released early Sunday morning, the day that Here's Negan was publicly airing. I don't know about you guys, but Given the fact that it was made available to AMC Plus and Premiere subscribers earlier that morning, I stayed away from the internet. I had a feeling that something was going to happen, something big. This is just (laughs) my impressions from... Dalton Ross from Entertainment Weekly, Sarah Beth Pollock, Kirsten Acuna, even Brandon Davis was like, you guys do not know what's, you just can't, you can't, ex- you don't know what's going to happen. And I'm here for it. That's overall the moves being made for the, for this season are swaying even the most harshest critics, critics of Fear the Walking Dead. But putting that aside, the fact that you would do that on such an epic episode of The Walking Dead, at least in the bonus episodes, it is the star of the bonus episodes. In my opinion, the bonus episodes are already having a hard time as it is getting the kind of traction that you would hope that they would at least with the louder contingent right because again it's a large minority that really is complaining about the bonus episodes but considering that and considering this is like one of the episodes that people have been waiting for and it got a pretty good response and then they drop fear the walking dead's eighth episode and it's like oh my god a how are we supposed to actually be on the internet b how are we supposed to even talk about this episode given what happens in that Fear the Walking Dead episode which is pretty epic is it's a great <laughs> episode through and through really good episode I'm stacking this against here's negan and it's like I don't even want to talk about here's negan anymore that's how good it is that's that should be made clear
1: I totally agree fears episode airing a week early and everyone who saw it if they had seen negan they forgot the episode honestly which which does really suck because I mean even though this wasn't my favorite bonus episode i did still enjoy it i've actually i've been looking forward to this since we met negan Mm. i mean i've known about his backstory since we met him and not only that i was excited to see um the changes that they would make because obviously it's not going to be exactly you know how the comic book readers know it how they would make negan sympathetic because i figured that's what was coming they want us to to sympathize with him good try
0: good good try not quite (laughs) actually so let me ask you as a follow-up there's two questions I have one. What was your favorite, if not this one?
1: Well, Diverged, yeah. of course. <laughs>
0: Re- really, Diverged of all the episodes. So wait, hold on, hold on. It
1: was it was so Carol heavy. So yeah, I would have thought course. maybe even like
0: <laughs> Find Me would have been a little bit more interesting than Diverged.
1: It hurt me too much to see the separation between Daryl and Carol during visually. that visually. <laughs> Yeah, visually see mm-hmm. it. I mean, diverged. She was going through it emotionally. And so I felt like I could be more support for her rather than watching it happen firsthand. That episode made me feel the most. How's that? That's that's why it's my favorite.
0: So l- let me, before we continue with this, I prepped the, the session for today's episode, right? Obviously, because that's me. And um, mm-hmm. when I prepped the, the, the link for people to join the audience, I didn't realize <laughs> that I, I put the guests, this, I should explain this, because everybody's <laughs> like, who's this person? Who What, what are they doing here? <laughs> well, Alani is a, a beloved person friend of the podcast obviously uh, yes. or not obviously you don't know i'm telling you now she is so get off it <laughs> you, you want to be on the show wait for wait till i make a mistake you can get on the show too see the story goes as <laughs> this instead of there's three different links that we i can post in the uh, the coffee posts <laughs> uh, one of them is the host link, which nobody gets, uh, and I, I don't think I can even share that link anymore. The second one is the uh, the guest link, which is basically what we I give to Rachel when we're ready to record, I give it to an interview guest, etc., which is what I gave today. <laughs> I gave out the guest (laughs) link instead of the audience link, that's the third link. And that's the the ability to be in the chat as we record. Obviously, if you don't know what we're talking about, when you back us on coffee.com slash squawking dead, you have the ability to join us in our recording sessions to get the unedited episodes Mm -hmm. after we're done recording and the ability to join us on stream on Jackbox games. So every Wednesday at either seven or eight o'clock PM, depending on how I feel.
1: Whenever I feel like it. Whenever
0: I feel like it. Seven or eight, whatever. Deal with it. Just sit by your
1: phones and wait.
0: Deal with it. (laughs) so alania if you had to pick a favorite of the bonus episodes what would you pick i still
1: gotta go with diverged
0: hmm, hmm.
1: <laughs> i just enjoy watching carol on there melissa mcbride is awesome and dog he was cool seven tore it up. <laughs> let's not forget the rat <laughs> let's, let's that's right let's not
0: forget the rat that's true the rat the rat
1: yeah. all oh, right
0: so I- let's talk about this episode because like you said it's it's something that most of the fandom all of us. I, I would have been okay never having gotten this episode. However, I'm not going to, we're addressing the question you must have is, Dave, what the fuck? Uh, I thought you said no uh, pre-apocalypse flashbacks. Well, we did get <laughs> one, at least, as as part of the package. If you remember what I said last week about how they would do it, I, there is a sort of pilot episode-esque style to the flashback. The reason why they go back in time is to show the scene where he, where he doesn't return the, the, the jacket and they, they show him having basically like like a midlife crisis he's kind of stuck in a rut can't get out of it and then the apocalypse happens he's playing the game yeah he's playing yeah, the yeah game. exactly yeah it's literally l- literally telling the kid you better get your shit pants on because you're gonna shit your pants like <laughs> right and you know what it's funny because you see this and you're like oh yeah i have a Friend or my husband's friend who is in the same position, right? Like playing video games and like I'm out of work. This is COVID times, right? Sure. It's so easy to relate to a character like that, and especially since this was filmed during COVID, it just makes sense. So I can see how that could actually get a lot of people connecting to this character.
1: This episode definitely did make me emotional, but but the only reason is because it is so hard for for me. I don't know about you. It was hard for me to separate Negan from Jeffrey and lucille from hillary Mm -hmm. because i would just Mm -hmm. see this beautiful married couple in love and that was beautiful to me and then i would remember no it's negan and i'm like stop (laughs) it
0: But I think that was a good tool to use, though, because these shows know what they're doing when it comes to casting and stuff like that. Like, had it not been Hillary, I'm sure it would have been fine, too. But there is just something about the epicness of Negan and the thought of not using Hillary is almost like foolish, in a sense, because you want to see that stark contrast. You want to see a loving Negan that absolutely adored his wife. Obviously, didn't really appreciate her at the time. But after having gotten the diagnosis and then showing up for her, you want to see that Side of Negan. You want to be able to get that, and you're not going to get that with some other. I mean, you will get it with some other actor. Let's just be honest with some other female actor. But I, I think it was a good hack. I think it was a good hack to get yeah. all those kissing scenes, to get all those loving mm-hmm. scenes, to feel the genuine emotion from these two actors human beings. Listen, when I was watching it, I agree with you. I was kind of like, is this the, is it the couple in real life or is it the couple in screen life? Mm-hmm. And at some point, it no. didn't really matter to me. <laughs> y- yeah, right, exactly. It didn't really matter to me. That's what I'm basically saying. You want to criticize it a little too. Not
1: at all, but once I remembered the on-screen couple, you know, my thoughts and my theories changed after that. I mean, they are really really trying to sell us on this sympathetic Negan this you're like, look at what a good guy he was, which tells me that, one, he's g- probably going to be around for all of season 11. <laughs> and, I don't know. And he may even play a bigger part. They want us to see him as a person, not a villain anymore. So I feel yeah. like we're being set up for that.
0: Negan as a character, kind of, sort of like Rick in a weird way, does not go through the normal evolution that most characters in The Walking Dead universe do, or at least most characters that survive. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that we always say about the Walking Dead universe is that the characters become the people that they were meant to be. Negan doesn't become the person that he was meant to be. In fact, when Negan comes comes into the apocalypse, he becomes something he thought he had to be in order to survive it. But he doesn't become what he meant he's meant to be. It's only at the end of this episode, when you see him sort of smiling, that he finally opens the door to, <laughs> to the possibility of who this person could be now, because now he's ready to put what he thought he had to be kind of what rick thought he had to be in order to survive the apocalypse because look look, daryl was made for this world right he's built to survive but now he has to learn how to be a person michonne (laughs) seemed to just gravitate to this world she was ready she came out sword swinging chopped off the jaws and the the arms and she, she got this she got it andrea especially like I I just had a conversation about about Andrea the other day. I was just like, look, say what you want about how annoying she was. She got it just kind of like sort of like Shane did, even though they were both kind (laughs) of Dale didn't get it. He couldn't adapt to this world. And now, and it's only now that the Fear of the Walking Dead characters uh, are kind of going through this evolution where they're kind of meant for this world. But now they're kind of going next level to be masters of this world. Like, you know, the, the Alicia Clark and Strand especially. Gotta admit it. I mean, he, as much as I don't like what's happening. Yeah, yeah, he's there.
1: <laughs> in Negan's case, I think that it that's who he was. And the apocalypse allowed him to be okay with that. He beat the guy up in the bar put him in the hospital and he felt shame but i don't think he felt shame for what he did he felt shame because he lost his job now lucille has to pay all this dude's medical bill like he felt shame for what happened afterwards i don't the think consequences he, the consequence i don't think he felt bad about what he did to the guy i think he'd mm-hmm. do it again and, and now neither the, did
0: lucille by the way it,
1: oh right she said he deserved it too and i he
0: had a coming
1: and i, I kind of made a note about Lucille, had she survived, I think she would have been right alongside Negan at the sanctuary.
0: I would probably even go as far as to say, even though Hillary Burton herself says, oh, she'd be tending the garden and sprucing the place up, that's Hillary Burton. Right. That's not mm-hmm. Lucille. Right. Lucille, I think, would have run it. Yeah. For sure. Negan would have just been a hapless lieutenant, <laughs> to be honest. Maybe first lieutenant, sure. Yeah. Like number one, like he'd Riker been, on he'd the have Starship Simon. Enterprise.
1: She, Lucille would have been Negan and he would have been Simon. Yeah. Well,
0: but even <laughs> yeah. to that point, he wouldn't have been Simon. Like, Simon is Simon. Right. Simon is a I just, psychopath.
1: I mean, the position. You know what I mean. Right, right, <laughs>
0: right. But let's just make that clear yeah. because who Simon be Simon there. <laughs> Negan would have retained that good part of him. Because the the whole reason why he embraces the darkness is because, first of all, Lucille herself tried to get the guy to tone the shit down, to Stop talking so loudly. Mm-hmm. And then Negan felt like, okay, she's doing her best. Let me step up. And he even says nicely to the guy, hey, I really appreciate it if you'd pay for the next jukebox thing. Well, it's fair enough, right? You know, it's like, okay, listen, sorry about that. I would even, I, listen, if this was me, obviously, I'd be like, oh, I had no idea. Here, t- here's a dollar. Play it four times. <laughs> but this guy got in this way, and then he just lost his shit. And you're talking about somebody, obviously, who the whole scene with him playing video games is not just to illustrate that he's a man adrift. It's also to illustrate that this is where he is in life, too, mentally. Losing his job and seeing red and all that, that may be like the tipping point, but he's been cheating on Lucille with Janine for a while now. And that tells you a lot. He's been a shitbag for a pretty long time, a man adrift for a very long time. And something that I want to also bring up that we're going to repeat probably every now and again Negan Smith. Negan represents everyone. Everybody has this moment where they run into this rut where they're the every man the, or the every woman. You get into these habits and these routines and all this in and everyone at some point maybe and hopefully not has a breaking point you know where they lose it for one second Negan uses that breaking point constantly in the apocalypse he embraces the breaking point because there are no consequences this is why I say and you may again you may disagree and that's fine because I feel like that person who uses the breaking point in the apocalypse as a means to survive it is not who they're meant to be. They're just using that moment to say, Hey, this is my bat see, it's like Lucille isn't the bat. Lucille's the moment. Lucille's the, the attitude. It is what he feels he has to be to survive, because he doesn't have her anymore. You have to f- do the fighting for both of us. The way for him to reconcile what that is, is that moment in the bar. I'm fighting for you, but literally in the bar, that's how who I have to become to survive this apocalypse. 100, 100% of the time. It's as if he never really got a chance to become the kind of person he, he was meant to be. or And maybe he was never meant to be let's talk about that for a second maybe he was never meant to survive the apocalypse like he was the everyman you could even see him in the basement being like i don't believe this bitch could survive nothing nothing his wife is kicks his own ass every single time. Oh, he's, oh, you're making a meal tonight? Oh, you little pussy. Like, seriously, he's like, he's not the Negan that you expected him to be, right?
1: And he's a lot different. And that was one of the changes that I'm glad they made. They kept Lucille alive during the first part of the apocalypse, which is completely different because in the comic books, she dies. It's almost like Lucille's death triggers the apocalypse or something because like she dies and then it all falls apart. But now we see what would happen if, if she had, survived a little bit longer and and you know what maybe her surviving a little while would have turned him into this puddling bumbling pitiful man
0: not Negan. Not
1: Negan, yeah.
0: This is what I'm basically trying to say. He was never meant to become you know, Negan. Negan. He was never meant to become. <laughs> that's not who he is. The cue that most people take from, I always saw you the way, she says this to him at the end when she's ready to kind of give up on life. He's like, there are times I stay up at night and I I, I wonder like, why in the hell you stayed with me? She goes, well, it's because I always saw you the way the man you were meant to be right now. Who is that man? That's who he's meant to be.
1: Taking care of his wife. Yeah. saving people. That's who he thought he was.
0: Who are we describing, though? We're kind of describing Rick, mm-hmm. the man who doesn't give up on somebody, will bite the neck out of, out of a <laughs> claimer just to, just to <laughs> save his boy.
1: Slight differences. I, 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 I see where you're going, I totally understand that, but that's not my theory for Negan.
0: I'm not saying literally. (laughs) I'm saying she even says stay. It's my time. And he's like, I'm not giving up on you. Which is kind of a Rick move. Like, Rick wouldn't stay.
1: Okay, since we're right here at this moment, I I I gotta ask We're just all over the place. I know, right? (laughs) So, when she asks him to stay, I saw Lucille realizing she she was gonna die. She knew she was gonna die. The treatments weren't working, and she She just didn't want to be alone she knew that if he went out and looked for this medicine she would die while he was gone and she was asking him don't let me die alone and he left anyway part of him had to know that it was possible he he had to know that she might not survive it she might be gone when he gets back so a part of me feels like he left to avoid that which in my personal opinion is selfish because now here she was all alone died alone
0: here's why I say I don't agree and this is me projecting that's what enables me to understand the character a little bit more because I do feel like he and me are on the same page um but let me just say what Sharon says he said as much as the end he's saying while he was putting Lucille to rest let's say in the fireplace that he was a coward and he ran because he didn't want to see her in pain I think part of that is true I also think that part of it is genuine too like you have to remember that she didn't die from cancer right she died because she killed herself right right away I think there's a little bit more to that, that than even the actors understand. I mean, I'm being bold by saying this. I recognize that. But I think part of understanding Lucille is saying, I think this was her gift to him. You need to stop holding on so hard to hope. I, and this is the weird irony about how, who he becomes in calling himself self, the saviors, is that he becomes this character that is constantly trying to save people. He doesn't give up on saving people, even though he does it in the in the manner in which he, needs, he thinks Lucille wants him to be like this seeing red character all the time but i think it was her way of saying i'm gonna eventually die he needs to learn this quick my husband needs to sack up and i cannot let him walk through life thinking he can save people it's imparting a lesson of course she's thinking about he could have been here with me while i died i think there was a little bit more generosity to her to lucille i don't think she's sitting there going Boo-hoo, he could have been there with me i'm very sad i'm gonna kill myself that's not lucille
1: oh no no i yeah
0: we have to we have to agree to that first yeah. before I no, continue I'm, with the rest of that
1: no uh, <laughs> from from Lucille's standpoint I, I totally agree with you I think she took her own life to spare Negan the, yeah absolutely But, I, but I, also I to impart
0: upon him that that like almost like a curse like I'm not going to let you continue having this attitude of like don't give up on me don't do this you know like oh we can save you we're gonna go through hell and high water we're gonna save you like no dude this is the way things are Negan this is the way things are I'm going to go but if I go I I don't want you to keep thinking that you can save. even if you save me, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Even if you manage to find the thing, I'm eventually going to not, I'm not built for this world. I, this is where I'm leading to. I'm not built for this world. I was a boss, a bitch boss in the old world. I had my shit together. I, I was the breadwinner. I mean, whatever you were doing in the high school, that's so cute, gym teacher. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah I brought home the bacon. I'm paying <laughs> your fucking bills after after you busted that guy's face in his life in the hospital, probably. Right. But like, I I'm the the boss, bitch. But like in this world, I'm crumbling away. And even if I survive this thing, I don't think I want to live in this world. To be honest, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. I had my licks. I had my kicks. Like I was a I was a fucking boss in the old world. I, now what am I?
1: I kind of felt like Lucy. Lucille would have thrived because she was the one who wanted to put the walker down. She's like, you need to go take care of that. She said it several times. And he's like, oh, we'll just turn the generator off and they'll wander away. And she's like, no, you need to go take care of it. And then she's the one that put him down anyway. I I think Lucille was tougher than we give her credit for.
0: No, no, no. I 100% (laughs) agree with you. I hundred percent agree with you. Here's the here's the thing. I just I just thought of this now. If that's the case, then why is she with this pussy? Because here's the here's the thing. And no, and I, I said this on purpose because she kind of he. Oh, I only say it because he said it in the episode. I'm copying him. He said it to the gamer teenager so there, it's this weird paradox okay let's let's run the scenario if she was to live and survive imagine in your head right now the negan that doesn't get the lesson she imparts on him by killing herself would they have st- stayed together given what you just said she survives yeah. moves mm-hmm. on killing walkers he continues mm-hmm. to be a pussy right if I think only maybe, if he
1: continues to be a pussy i mean
0: right but, but i could see them toughening know.
1: up together
0: Her being alive, Eugene, doesn't have to become, yeah, I guess like essentially just like that, right? Which is the irony because I I love that little bit of irony with him and the goggles and everything like that and gearing (laughs) up kind of like Eugene might have done, right? I love that little parallel. Like this is why I think Negan gloms onto Eugene. Oh, you're me in the basement. (laughs) Happy days. Thank you for saying that, Lania. But then you have this issue. If he does not become the man she even wants him to be, because you can see she's clearly annoyed with him. I mean, she's trying not to show. It. It's like, it's okay. Drags her chemo equipment back downstairs. Like after shooting the walker. It's like, it's okay. But if I have to do this, like... Three or four more fucking times. I'm gonna kill myself just to leave this world, just so I don't no. have to deal with your pussy ass, right? But here's the here's my point. It is a paradox because if if he was to ser- save her, let's just say, and she doesn't kill herself and they live past this moment, I'm sure she. The thing is, I'm sure 100 that she loves him, sees him as the man he was, he was, he is now, the doting person who cares for her and is always gonna be have her back and be there for her. You can love somebody and not want them anymore, especially because of circumstances. Mm-hmm. There is a paradox here.
1: I immediately think of Dwight and Sherry. Mm -hmm. And
0: I have those similar feelings too, because back then before Negan became in the picture, I'm like thinking, yeah, that makes sense. This, these two get stronger together. The more they're out there, they survive. They have to do things they don't like to do, but they accept it and they move on. Then they meet Negan and circumstances change. And she does, she has to feel like she has to do things that he is not entirely comfortable with, but that's how you survive. And then, and you see this in families all the time. They, they circumstances happen. Let's say a child dies. God forbid a child dies. And, they're never the same again you can't force yeah. people to be together and so this is kind of one of those circumstances where you just got cancer at the start of the apocalypse and then like you have this chemo and all that stuff and it's like and now now you're in the apocalypse these are two different circumstances happening in tandem right now so like you can love each other all you want but if you have to live and move through this world together as the old people i don't know marriage is split for less <laughs> than the zombie apocalypse <laughs> to reiterate the paradox say Negan saves her, who's to say that that Lucille will even want to be with a pussy like him? <laughs> Which is weird because I think there's a part of her that offs herself to say, I think if I'm not going to want to love you anymore by the end of this and you save me I don't want to live in that world I love you and I don't I don't want to have to survive that world I think I need to give you a gift this is what it takes now he takes that gift and goes a thousand percent with that gift and listen again I'm reiterating fully you don't have to agree with me I'm just thinking there is some poetry in like her saying I'm giving you a gift I'm offering myself to give you a gift because you need to sack up you, you cannot live in this world thinking the way you're thinking right now
1: honestly i think had lucille survived i think she would be sort of a leader but i think she would also be whispering in negan's ear and he would still be doing all the same things he would have done under lucille's direction let's do a plus one
0: on that because i agree with you but (laughs) Mm -hmm. much like negan she would have multiple husbands for sure Mm. for sure
1: Well, then then you have to go back to the comment where you,
0: well, maybe Dwight,
1: maybe, but then you'd have to go back to when you just said she 100% loves him.
0: Oh yeah. 100%. Mm. But she can't stand him. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Because he never becomes the man, the the man that he was meant to be. Now, whether that's one seeing Red Negan, the Negan that we know all the time, or the Negan that emerges by the end of this episode, neither of those two things would have happened had she not offed herself. Neither of them. This is the gift she gives gives to him. Now, eventually, he he takes to it, puts her to rest, and becomes the Negan. Maybe now that he's meant to be in the apocalypse, which incorporates has to incorporate the old Negan. You are who you are. You're not changing overnight. Again, if she survived, she wouldn't be able to him he's he would just never adapt he might but still not fast enough it just makes sense based on what we're seeing like they're almost at a breaking point even before the whole thing happens she gives him a chance she had a gun for God's sake she's about to kill him for the discretion But she saw something in him. And I think that's what really carries her through, even through the diagnosis, even through almost getting like a death sentence saying, the chemo's gone. It's like, but I still believe in you. You've proven yourself that you can be a caring person that can maintain their humanity and sack up and do the thing he needs to do, you know, survive this world. But you just need that little extra thing. You need to know that sometimes you, like the Elton moment in World Beyond, I don't blame my mom, like Mm -hmm. finally coming to to the realization, I don't blame my mom mom for being scared and having a moment because he was about to have his own by leaving Percy behind mm-hmm. it's similar to that like I need to know that I can do that and then deciding maybe not to but I need to know that I at some point I might have to give up on somebody my mom was scared she just needed to survive or whatever like I don't blame her you know and this is Elton saying to himself I I'm trying not to blame myself but now I now I see the choice that I have and I'm choosing to save him same thing Different person, same thing. <laughs> so
1: I wanted, I wanted to make sure I was right, but that is Leah's cabin that Carol takes Negan to, correct?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right.
0: I got. I gotta admit, there's something like very cool about having Carol back because because mm-hmm. it, it's good that you brought that up. <laughs> there, no, no, no. Do you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> She's like, she's like acting all coy and she's, it feels like she's adjusted. She's a little bit more adjusted she's being all like, yeah, I guess so. I guess it was me, not the council. Like that whole, like this being like almost like a hybrid of the, her with Ezekiel and her (laughs) caroling.
1: (laughs) She does look like she's in a better mood this week.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you like
1: that? I did. Yeah. I loved her hair. Oh my gosh, her yeah. wig was oh,
0: amazing. It let's was get to so beautiful. Clearly, some time had passed. This is one thing I actually did have in my notes. It was two weeks from last yeah. episode, right? From diverged. Yeah. 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 The thing that creeps me out a little bit is that was her hair that long in the last episode, or did
1: it was tied up in the last episode? We never saw it down
0: okay but there is something significant about that
1: her, her wearing her hair down
0: if, i feel like right i mean the the expression letting your hair down <laughs> A little... yeah.
1: and it was so nice and like brushed and like smooth and shiny not
0: to be all shallow but yeah i mean I, i'm not saying you are i'm just saying <laughs> i do hair <laughs> well there, of course there's i'm spo- going to notice it's spo- it <laughs> it's supposed to signal something to the viewer that like okay, sure. she's she's more adjusted she's f- fairer let's say she's fairer skin because sometimes she's, people will make people yeah. look uglier or dirtier to, to illustrate I'm, I'm beat down um I'm, I'm not quite myself well right? yeah
1: you know just like she wasn't diverged i mean like you yeah. said i mean her hair was up but it yeah, was kind of like it. falling out she was covered in plaster she was she was disheveled so in this episode we see her put back together her hair's nice she's like hey, hey, i'm back maybe just terrain the
0: wall helped yeah oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> oh, I, I got it out of my system right so, yeah, that's yeah. Great. yeah she has a brand new um band now that plays out of that garage because she she's soundproofed the walls and Jerry what would that band sound Jerry like? plays
1: Jerry plays bass
0: of course, yeah. Okay, you're gonna typecast the the big guy as the bass player. What if he plays drums? You know, I almost, <laughs> I said, I almost said
1: I almost said drums because I could see I could see Jerry on drums, but I think I think he's got a funky bass line. Mm-hmm. What does
0: Carol play? No, Carol just stands there. Carol's That's on the fine. keyboards.
1: <laughs> nope.
0: All right. Okay. Or the
1: or the tambourine. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh no, even better. The, the triangle. The
0: triangle? <laughs> ugh. Yeah, fake instrument. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> give her the cowbell. More cowbell. Jerry, give
0: me another bass line. Doodle Doo-doo-doo-doo. <laughs> doodle. Anyway, sorry. I'm done. We
1: got it. The apocalypse band.
0: Yeah. The shittiest band in the world. What? Anyway, look, <sighs> she's good at everything. She's not going to be good at this.
1: <laughs> I loved that line too. Is this uh Carol seizing the reins type of situation from Negan? He knew. Yeah. I knew.
0: What's yeah. great about that is that, like, it's supposed to tell you oh, this Negan's not gone. The one that reads mm-hmm. people very well. All the scenes with them together, too, are just so electric. It's like these two, one, knows what the other's thinking but doesn't say it out loud carol the other says too much <laughs> but yeah. you you appreciate both of them for what they are too the one sneaky like yes carol's sneaky let's just put it out there she's sneaky but she does it for you know for the greater good yeah negan is not sneaky he is one thing i i, I love bringing back again is that when we haven't said this in a long time negan is honest i was going to say to a fault but like to a quality like one thing you can't fault him for is saying this is what i believed now at the time I might change my mind later, but I believe this now Yeah, (laughs) and you're going to get a whole earful of it. And it's weird because I kind of (laughs) want to see more scenes with those two in them. There's this weird, gross thing where I'm like, in a way, these two people like at this moment right now understand each other best and like... Even if they might not like each other, I may be out of bounds, so you're gonna strike me with a striking stick. At this moment, I feel like those two understand each be- each other better than Daryl and Carol. Negan and Carol, do get at, each other.
1: At this very moment, I would agree with you. But not forever. It won't be like that forever. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> well, from your lips to Gimple's ears, let's be real here. Even at the start of season 10, oh god, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, Sharon, you just said hashtag Cargan. would it be like Nero, Nero,
1: Necrol. Necrol. oh, <laughs>
0: or Narrow, Narrow,
1: Necrol. That, that makes sense. Carol
0: aids. Oh yeah. Um, I can see a little wrestling going on. Anyway, so let's. Mm. I almost can't remember Carol and Daryl actually having an honest, like an honest moment, though, in this se- in all of season ten, even oh. from the start, like when was, he fishes her out from the boat. Right. I mean, it's weird I was, because I was gonna
1: say bonds
0: but even then it it was false it was there was sh- there's shadiness going on hiding the the pills and stuff like that him knowing about it letting it happen anyway and like not calling her out mm-hmm. on it and i mean having her back <laughs> obviously but but is having someone's back enough too right sometimes you have to call your friend out on your shit right on their shit mm-hmm. if you really yeah. love them which he did this is what i mean by this even back when they were searching for sophia he had no problem getting getting to his friend's face well they, they weren't quite friends yet but like he gave it to her all the time and she appreciated it even though it was hard for her at the the time and even then from then on they've been really forthcoming and honest carol didn't have to be kind of weird and just awkward i mean obviously they had a moment they just had a fight and daryl for the first time is treading lightly instead of yelling in her face kind of thing like in scenes past it's just i can't even recall the last time they've had this kind of Oh, okay, season nine, uh, in the sanctuary, right? He, co- she comes to visit him, mm. and they have this kind of really—that's the best moment, last moment that I've seen with them together. It was very touching and adorable. And that- she tells, gives him the best advice. Maybe, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe you need to speak up to Rick. You need to have your voice, and that's the basis of my analysis on him that time. That
1: was when she told him she was going to live with Ezekiel at the Kingdom too, yeah. or had, yeah. or had been.
0: Do you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be with that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you know, corny. Like he was yeah. like, oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that you got it. <laughs> yeah. But you, you can, you got to do it. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Do yeah. you? Don't worry about mm-hmm. me. I'll be all right. You just gave me good advice. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> but how different is that from like every single interaction with between those two? Even the beginning episode where they're like, oh, let's go to New Mexico. That felt false. It felt weird. It felt. It felt like the beginning of the schism daryl's just kind of like what are you what are you talking about (laughs) all right sounds good whatever i don't believe you (laughs) like all right no it's good to be back right he's they're like it's good to see you i missed you blah 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 but even when like even from the start when she jumped off the boat she's like Ezekiel (laughs) goodbye (laughs) even Daryl's kind of like oh all right hi and then she jumps into his arms he's like I guess I'm doing this I mean it (laughs) makes sense I missed you I did miss you but obviously Daryl's in a little different spot he has the ASL book in his back pocket there's something going on there it feels like he's trying to try this thing out and they're just in two different places and I know I'm belaboring the point I started off by saying Negan and Carol are like the the two people that know each other feel like they. They know each other best right now. But to illustrate the point that like okay really there has been awkwardness between D- daryl and carol throughout this entire season even before the connie thing as soon as one person feel like, feels like they can't be completely honest with the other person i have this in my own life is like when i feel like i need to tell the person a person that i care about something that some truth or if i can't be fully open with that person i don't feel good physically i sound awkward to them i can't quite speak to the way to them that i want to speak to them right and you see that throughout this entire season with these two people. And, but you don't see that in this weird scene with Negan and Carol. They're oddly comfortable with one another as much as a fox and a wolf can be. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and yet they understand each other. There's like, this is easy. I get it. You don't like me. <laughs> I don't like you, but I'll deal with you because you're. I respect the hell out of you. I don't respect you, but I'm okay with you. You know, like I, I get you. I get why you do what you do in a way. This is Carol to Negan actually. And Negan's to Carol's like, I respect you. Is anything I'm saying making sense at all?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think so.
0: Do you hate me for it? A little? It's no. okay if you want to.
1: No, I don't okay. <laughs> if I'm if I'm gonna be if I am mad about anything, it's that you're pointing out the truth. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like it when the truth is shoved in my face like this.
0: (laughs) You're not going to get this anywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) SquawkyDead.com.
1: But you know what?
0: Wait, hold hold on a second.
1: Uh, that's right squarky dead but you know what it's not gonna stay like that for long they're going to fix whatever this is and and okay maybe not so much in daryl's case but carol has a lot of personal fixing to do so before she can even think about repairing anything with daryl and their friendship she has to be she has to be a whole person first and it looks like she's right. off to a good start in this episode she's looking better she's mm-hmm. smiling I, i'm i'm liking where this carol is going
0: yeah. you know what worries (laughs) me the most is is the the same parallel that we drew with lucille and negan i'm a little worried about what a what a well-adjusted carol looks like because what if that well-adjusted carol realizes oh i've been putting way too much of my shit on this friendship Or maybe part of a well-adjusted Carol is like, I don't need Daryl the way I think I need him all the time, which is a good thing. And maybe that allows them to be like good, good, good friends, but maybe not quite the way we perceive them initially, like soulmates. It
1: would be. But if that means they're
0: individually great on their own. Yeah. Why is that a bad thing? Like if that means people are in different places, but they're great now. Mm -hmm. Well, that that can't be a bad thing. Right. That's why I worry a little bit because I like the soulmates slash kindred spirits slash whatever you want to call those two. But for as long as they're not quite 100%, I'd rather have them be individually 100%, in my opinion, because that's what we all want. We all want these people to best be their best selves. Yeah. But if depending on one another to be that doesn't get them there, yeah. then I would rather them not, sort of. And it would hurt, but it would be better if they were like, whole looking fair with the hair down and it sucks, but I would rather them be great, you know, than than to be constant pain or whatever.
1: Yeah, I like what you were saying, um, you know, about a well adjusted Carol. What would that look like? Well first of all, I don't know that we've ever seen a well adjusted Carol <laughs> so far. Honestly, I mean, when we meet her, she's definitely not well adjusted. Then she's looking for her daughter. Then it's you know this thing then it's that then it's this i mean there's always one thing after the next and then when we you know when she was happy at the kingdom that was all a fantasy so that's not even being really well Was it a fantasy of course it was
0: (laughs) a six-year fantasy of (laughs) of
1: course it was pretending to be king and queen i mean there was a fair amount of fantasy to it
0: you know but oh yeah i mean yeah i guess
1: but it was um you know again you better
0: watch your step
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, though, no, like, not there was totally happiness. well, I mean, right, there was yeah. hap- there was happiness, but again, like, if she was well-adjusted, we didn't see it, because we skipped over that time period anyway. And so, that's, that's good to point out, again, again,
0: like we said last episode. We
1: haven't seen a well-adjusted Carol. If she were well-adjusted, and then you mentioned maybe she realizes she doesn't need Daryl the way she thought she does, I don't think that's a bad thing, because then this relationship can go from being codependent to actually a friendship that would be it, a that's great That's
0: all thing. I'm saying that's yeah. all I'm saying and and it may not look like the way we're used to because she mm. has not been well-adjusted mm-hmm. but maybe that's okay maybe they don't need they maybe they don't need to lean on each other they don't have to be simpatico they don't have to be locking arms as they kill walkers in a, <laughs> in a circle formation you know like that that's okay they know that they yeah. can but they know they don't need to
1: it's always better to want someone in your life than need them in your life oh oh I lost Lanya. Where did Lanya go?
0: She has to feed the meter, the internet meter. Oh no. <laughs> Could you imagine what that looks like?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, I get, just pictured her like slipping dollars into
0: her computer. <laughs> I was gonna say like there's there's like a like like a billfold like right next to the router.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like like when you're at the grocery store and you gotta slide your bills into the feeder thing and it keeps spinning it back out and you're like, oh, the just straighten it out and stick I it mean, back just, in there. <laughs> wait,
0: wait, you're doing you're doing yeah. this thing.
1: Like, <laughs> flattening it out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly
0: (laughs) did you see what i was doing i could hear it yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're familiar with that sound
1: i was doing it i just didn't have any money in my hand (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't either. I just had a piece of paper.
1: <laughs> nice, nice.
0: <laughs> that's how sometimes I envision Sherry's internet connection. No offense, obviously, because it's not your fault. <laughs> it's nothing you could do. I guess we could keep going because we can, we kind of have been. We've been we've been steamrolling Alanya all night. I, I
1: know. we just have big. I, per- really I have big personality. <laughs> I feel really bad.
0: Having her on the show is the equivalent of uh, when Walmart posts a price lower than they intended to, but then now you have to honor that price. That's that's <laughs> literally what we just did. He's <laughs> like, oh well, we have to honor that. So here She's you are show this is, good. this is not it's not gonna make it in the final edit i know
1: <laughs> it's
0: not something very flattering to tell someone.
1: this will be Sorry. on the on the cutting room floor
0: But hey, I didn't kick her off. So hey, fuck you. No. (laughs) Not you, but. The
1: internet. Yeah, the internet. The the greater
0: internet, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) For judging me. I love the points we're making tonight, though, too. I knew I was going to bring up the the paradox, sort of, in a way. Like, would she have wanted to be with him Mm -hmm. had she survived? It's like, I love you, but I can't stand you. (laughs) You are the man I envisioned you to be, but that's for a world that's well-adjusted, not for this world. Mm. I can't stand you in this world. (laughs) I love you. You took care of me, blah, blah, blah. was for the old world yeah this is the new world bitch you're not built for this negan who
1: couldn't even kill a walker like who is this guy
0: yeah this is exactly what i mean when i was trying to explain this whole thing And, and it's a it's cool to kind of think about it like really deeply like this is, this is really the reason why she does this, I think, really. You need to know that you can't save everybody, including me. And if not for that gift, he would not have survived this world. You literally gave me the means to survive this world. And that's a lot to be thankful for.
1: What if what it really was was a final fuck you for leaving me?
0: Uh, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I did think about that, though. I did think about that.
1: Like, you left to go I did save actually me. You, you mm-hmm. left to go save me, and I'm going to make sure you can't. But...
0: Yes, that's kind of what I'm saying, though. But I like the message that that she left behind. And Charity even touched on it, too. She said, sorry.
1: (laughs) You're thinking Lucille's all sweet. I'm thinking Lucille's, like, savage.
0: (laughs) No, but sweet and savage. (laughs) Yeah. For 100% sure. <laughs> not like against him, but for him. yeah, For his sake. yeah, For his yeah. sake. To be savage. Kind of like he, well, he's saying, I'm not giving you a choice, I'm saving you. Yeah, She says, fuck you, I'm not giving you a choice. <laughs> you can't uh, save you, me. You're going to be yeah. the man that I want you to be now. Not the way I always thought you'd be, but the way I want you to be. And I think he kind of understands that too. This is why he anthropomorphizes the bat. Having that context makes Lucille give me strength so much more meaning right (laughs) Lucille, give me strength help me see red give me the power that i i need to do the thing that i think you want me to do it's so cool to have that context now because i never understood it to be honest i never understood it i really didn't i thought it was kind of cool but i was like but what does that mean
1: what does it mean (laughs) this is okay i'm gonna bring up the the moment that disappointed me in this episode i'm just gonna say a little bit because I wanted Lucille to be the first person Negan put down with Lucille
0: is that how it happened in the comic no no
1: no that's just what I wanted for the episode I wanted that to be like how she got her name mm.
0: I see what you're saying but given what they're trying to do you're saying without context like without seeing this episode that's how you kind of wanted it to come down or is that no during while- the
1: episode yeah while watching mm. it I I thought he was gonna give her mercy with with Lucille
0: or walker version of her
1: well yeah walker i mean walker yeah. lucille with the bat yeah
0: you know what's funny about what what you're saying right now is that somebody had mentioned this before keeping in mind the my comments about being the man he needed to be for this this world mm-hmm. not the man that she thought he was always going to be even if he was an asshole philander i think even seeing his wife the way that she was having turned didn't even have the kind of pulled a Morgan a little extra than Morgan because Morgan didn't even bother but he burned the house down rather than having to actually kill her right so he still Mm -hmm. wasn't the way she wanted him to be it wasn't until he embraced this I think two sides of him the the saviors the the baseball team the high school baseball team you know Mm -hmm. that mode of trying to save people embracing I couldn't save Lucille so let me save Franklin and his daughter so let me do that and then the more he gets into it the more he embraces what he thinks Lucille wants him to be and i think that's comes in stages i think that comes in layers it doesn't come all at once so this is why this is why i don't think he was able to put her down it's like he was still in the middle of it it's still her i I think it's almost like not break joe cackers singing
1: so sweet how could he put her down as
0: long as it's like a, a reminder of her. He can't even bear to to do that, to see Red. It's like, it's like his kryptonite. It's like, I can't yeah. do it. It's you.
1: I get why he couldn't do it. I just, I just really, I, wa- I wanted him to. I just want, I wanted Lucille to be the first kill on the bat. That's all. <laughs>
0: But then it, it then that that wouldn't have the bat not be Lucille like this is this is like another paradox like if he used Lucille the bat to kill Lucille the person or to put down Walker Lucille would that bat then be Lucille if Lucille killed Lucille <laughs> right yes, like there's a little
1: absolutely because now it's drenched in Lucille's blood and it's seeped into her and now his Lucille is forever a part of Lucille because she's wood and it's soaked in
0: <laughs> okay here's me taking 50,000 foot view and appre- appreciating her <laughs> Comments. I get it. I do get it. What your logic is sound. You know your truth. You're living it. Uh,
1: That's right.
0: I think from my point of view, there's like a it's a it's a little bit paradoxical. I think for as long as that person represents, I don't think he wants to put. Down that. I think he actually just kind kind of wants to keep the living or undead version of Lucille as Lucille, and I think he wants to transfer that to the bat, not by way of using her blood, because the blood. This is what I'm saying about Lucille. Give give me strength. Lucille is the living embodiment, two-handed grip of the man that she said by killing herself he needed to be to survive this world, and he feeds Lucille. That Lucille is alive. <laughs> he feeds Lucille the red he sees in his eyes. <laughs> you know, like and so yeah. and so there is no dead Lucille. <laughs> there's there's like that archetype that he transfers from Lucille to put in that bat and says, that fucker deserved it. <laughs> like so. That, so to use that on Lucille, he would never. That's that's what I'm saying. Is like he would never. That would betray her. It's like it's almost like like when you see a mobster movie, they'll have like a wife, but then they'll also have a uh, a girlfriend. Yeah, like a girlfriend. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is the this is the woman I fuck. This is the woman I love. You know, like this is the woman I love. I'm not and never the Twain shall meet. <laughs>
1: Right. Friday nights are for the wives. Saturdays are for the girlfriends.
0: Exactly. <laughs> what are you? What are you talking about with the bat and hidden loose? Oh God, damn it! Come on, <laughs> Rachel. Forget about it.
1: I get it. I get. No, but I get your logic. I get it, and I totally understand everything you're saying, and it makes absolutely total sense. It was just a. It was just a little nugget that I would have liked to see.
0: That's oh honey, all. I. I I, I get the cut of your jib. Yeah. You, you just, you embrace the macabre. It's macabre. It's what it is. It's yeah. macabre. It's totally macabre. It's the more blood Nicotero. It's that's the, me. It's yeah. It's the ring Gimple. It's it's,
1: yeah. it's
0: like if you get a call from Gimple, you're dying in seven yeah. days. It's, it's, that's you. It's, it's, it's the it's effects artist
1: you're... in me. Just wanted to <laughs> yeah. see more blood.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get that. Okay. I, I, can you imagine how audiences would have reacted to that though? Holy <sighs> shit. They would have been like,
1: i don't know if i like this they better have <laughs> their shitting <and> pants on
0: because <laughs> it's happening in my version of the story it is happening i like well, that he, you brought the- he you been sad you about it yourself?
1: i mean he would have been sad about it he would have been crying it would have been oh, devastating crap, for- yeah it would have been devastating for him but you know i don't know just that's just my own personal
0: <laughs> oh my god thing. i just had this i just had this thought like you are so poor beautiful (laughs) (laughs) to me oh that's an eyeball that's an eyeball i'm doing this right oh (laughs)
1: my gosh yeah see perfect yes that's how it should have went down
0: i don't know perfect is the right word to use
1: (laughs) perfect for me
0: (laughs) right we'll go with that I love it. <laughs> I'm so glad you said this. This, All of this is gold. I don't know, it's not gonna oh. fit on a clip, but I'll make it fit. Oh, that's uh.
1: awesome. Just you singing. Just you singing mm, and whacking, I yeah. <laughs> boom! 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 <laughs> that's the clip, right there. <laughs> <Booty>
0: boom! <laughs> God. It. Uh, oh, it's oh. so weird. But it was it, sweet, though, wasn't it? It, it was sweet. It, this, this is why I like karaoke nights too. By the way, I obviously know how to sing. I think you sort of know how to sing too, right? Yeah, you have a good voice. So we, we, you know, we muses and, and gods. When we go into the karaoke thing, we kind of just hang back. We kind of want other people to, to to just wild out, right? Like even if they're not great, lean in, just f- have fun. I hate the people that go. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, get on the mic. I don't care how you sound. Down. The whole point is to have fun. Guy, you're well, such a drag. I'm never going to invite you to karaoke again, says the person who knows that is to sing. Right.
1: <laughs> On the flip side of that, I'm sure you've been to karaoke nights where you've heard people that you wish would just shut up.
0: Let's distill that to a specific type of person. It's the person who, yes, (laughs) but the person who thinks they sound fantastic. It's usually those people. Those people are just get on my nerves. It's when you're kind of like, I don't care how I sound. I'm okay with that. I don't care. I'm just having fun. I'm leaning in, I'm pointing at people in the crowd. I'm like, oh, I can (laughs) get behind that. I can get, but the person who like takes it really seriously and is not, and thinks they're good and really, and then they have the gall to play something that's very long. <laughs> yeah, That's the thing. That's what gets my go every See, time.
1: I don't mind those people, because I'm usually sitting in my seat like this. No, I'm oh, so you're talking about- to...
0: It's the opportunity to do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't mind those people that, that think they're amazing, but really we're all just looking at each other like, oh my god, oh my god. No, I'm talking about the three drunk chicks falling all over each other who get up and sing Sweet Caroline. That's what I can't stand.
0: Even I don't mind that, but <laughs> this is what will annoy me. I don't even know if it's midway into the song. It doesn't even have to be because usually it, is, it isn't. They'll just stop singing. Yes, They'll just yes! Go, That's <laughs> the yes, thing.
1: And then they just walk away and you're like, um, okay. Uh, yes. uh,
0: And then you start getting annoyed at the guy. He's like, dude, they left. You can stop the song. Nobody's singing it. They're all upset that they didn't bother. They just wanted to be on stage for that one second. Aren't we good? Isn't this fun? Okay. Let's let's We (laughs) did it. And this is, could be one person, whatever. But like, then the people that choose a song that they don't, even if the words are on the screen, (laughs) they just can't (laughs) sing the words that aren't the chorus. (laughs) It's like. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta put a little effort. You, you, it, 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 but it it's dovetails... Find the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Right. the dovetails. Even if you make up the words, I'm okay with you making up the words. I don't care. That That's okay. But if you're like, it could be
1: funnier. Nah, nah,
0: I would so hard to lose it. Like, right, right. they're like looking at the screen or they're looking down, like, Just waiting. The words are there, buddy. Say them wrong. Uh, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sure. Charity's like, I'm singing, but you can't hear me. Good.
1: Awesome. Good.
0: See? There you go. Awesome. That's fine. <laughs> There's some effort you gotta put. There's some effort. You gotta, when you go up there, perform, perform. This is, this is the anal performer part of me. That's like, the, the stage is holy. It's, it's been, it's been blessed. It's been, it's been blessed by the, the gods. I Treat used it to, right.
1: I used to karaoke Aerosmith and I would bring my own scarf to tie around the microphone stand. Oh,
0: <laughs> I was, I was, soulmates.
1: I was that girl.
0: Are we soulmates? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
1: that one really got away from us
0: You're you're gonna ask me right now why did I mind that there was a pre-apocalypse flashback, (laughs) but I I kind of addressed it already. We
1: we talked about it a little bit. You talked about the necessity of it, and like the pre-apocalypse flashback was to show the origin of the leather jacket, so it had purpose.
0: Sort of like what I was saying last week. There's a little bit of a parallel Mm -hmm. with Rick in in respect to that. Like again, showing this stark difference between the two characters. One is a is a police officer, you know, serving justice, like the other is just a shitbag (laughs) every. Teacher. man <laughs> yeah shitbag, everyman every man gym teacher which i respect again like i think part of like watching the show is respecting like I the just, journeys
1: i just remembered two years ago my high school gym teacher was arrested for public intoxication <laughs> 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 this was way after i graduated but but i knew i knew him and his wife <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh Okay, let's go back to the beginning of the episode, can we?
1: Yes. I was gonna okay. go there too.
0: Stark contrast from the rest of them, and maybe a lot of TWD episodes. No previously on, yeah. no intro to the character. What did it what did we see? We saw Maggie taking little Herschel down the street, Herschel Ree, showing him Alexandria at the butt crack of Dawn, and Negan is out there. Now, what do you think was meant to be told by introducing the episode that way?
1: That Maggie and Negan are in Alexandria at the same time. Just Those two seeing each other was chilly enough. But then you throw in the song that they're singing, which was You Are My Sunshine, which of Mm -hmm. course takes us back to when Carl sang it for Negan as he's swinging Lucille around at the sanctuary. This was after Carl snuck in the truck, followed them there, shot a bunch of guys. Negan made him take his bandage off and show him his eye, and then he made yeah. him sing for him. Yeah. And and you know Negan heard it, because when Maggie says good morning to Barbara, Barbara's right there next to Negan, and Maggie does not raise her voice any, and Barbara can hear her. So you know Negan hears this song.
0: I'm actually kind of of wondering because maggie doesn't know that he did that that no that carl did or maybe he said something about it i don't know anything's possible yeah maybe sing you are my sunshine like come on don't be a pussy bitch you know you didn't (laughs) tell anybody about that but right (laughs) anyway now i said now like i got it in my system i can't stop saying pussy
1: I don't think it was for Negan's benefit.
0: But there's some irony to it.
1: But he, I mean, he would, he would remember that. Absolutely. Because he loved Carl.
0: And I can see why that would maybe send him down this path of, of thinking back. Well, I think it's also. How mighty, did I too. get here? Right. Like, right, how did right. I get here? And how did I put my, how do I get in this situation? The very situation of where, like, people are starting to think of me again as this brute. I'm among people who I'm unhirable. And yet here I am. But, you know, that, that, where he was pre-apocalypse kind of thing. Now yeah. I'm Negan everyman again. Ooh. Mm. Mm. but it's also maggie i can see and this it's there's this weird parallel between lucille and maggie maggie the take no shit maggie that by the way i had no idea how many people did not like maggie really i really i really didn't i really <laughs> did. i'm like ignorant and yet i'm seeing it coming out of the woodwork from all our certain segments of our bubble oh wow and i'm like their part of me is like kind of like want to i want to defend her i'm like bitch, you step in her shoes <laughs> all that she's been through, and then having the capability to lead her people to greatness, you know, even in the face of people being like, you this bitch be scary, but you know, our bellies are fed, our, we're thriving, so I don't have the guts to stand up to her kind of shit. Like you become your end of the enemy that you end up eradicating. Like also (laughs) like seeing her as kind of like a Gregory, like, you know, like ruling with an iron fist my way or the highway, you know? Yeah. I mean, not quite, but like still, you know how good you have it until until it's taken away from you.
1: Maggie's not my favorite character, but I don't hate her by any means. I would, I would defend her as a character, but I don't, I definitely don't agree with all her decisions. I mean, she's flawed like the rest of us.
0: Don't get me wrong. Initially, when season nine rolled around and we're talking about taming wild horses and we eventually we started getting into what she had to do to keep hilltop thriving mm-hmm. i was not about it i was not about it at all i was upset at her going against rick's vision of trying to build coalitions mm-hmm. and to keep this thing up and have cooperation to p- keep up the sanctuary and the people and the, the saviors and i was like look they followed the wrong guy they backed the wrong horse you know like it, they shouldn't all have to die and we still don't know what happened to them but then part of me was just kind of like but i get it you got to give each settlement the right to figure out how they want to lead. And if and if the, a leader decides they don't want to lead the, lead their community to ruin in order to support another, part of me is like for that. It's like, this is the apocalypse still. Come on, people. This is mathematics 101. It's like one plus one equals two. Uh, if I give you one, my community has less than one. So I was just like, yeah, I get you, Maggie. I get it took me a while. But I was just like, I tried to understand it. Because we're Rick Stan, we come out of the box, Rick stands, the box includes batteries, aka us (laughs) liking Rick. It's not fair. (laughs) Yeah. But if you take a moment to think about it, it's like, well, yeah, I can like Rick, but I can also appreciate Maggie's position. You know what, and this is the problem. And it's good that we're talking about this now, because I don't think we've really properly addressed it. Just like we didn't see Carol and the magic kingdom you know being thriving as it's in a six year long marriage we also didn't see the uh, the time jump from when Negan fell to when we saw him in the cage all fucked up like with the big beard and, and somebody cut their hair really badly like cutting skin we didn't see that time jump so we didn't get to see Maggie and, and Hilltop thrive we didn't get to see all the pot all the politics happening back and forth we didn't get to see the sanctuary crumble we didn't get to see the hilltop thrive we didn't get to see all the the hidden angst that Gregory had between she and Matt, he and Maggie and we also didn't get to see her at all for throughout this, it seems like, by the way, 12 years into the apocalypse is pretty accurate. 12, 12 years and seven months. Yeah, that's a long time, isn't it? Which, by the way, lends credence to our theory about April 2008, possibly. Aren't, didn't that, didn't your tits get a little jiggle from that? Mine did.
1: <laughs> I did. Seriously. I did, get, I did get pretty excited. And it was, um, was it, Charity, wasn't it Rebecca Punch? She had said May of 2008 was her timeline yeah
0: but it it also proves another theory by the way this thing didn't all happen at once Mm -hmm. this gradually grew over time not quite exponentially that at some point it became unmanageable it actually goes to the nature of the show because it makes sense that people would ignore it just like in the radio program he was saying like the attackers or the criminals uh would bite the bite the flesh of their victims you know like and so it's just like (laughs) yeah no bitch zombies roam the earth so like it would make <laughs> sense that they would just ignore it and, and ignore it and ignore it until like it was staring them at the face and then eating you your face i mean we, we were all like oh it's 10 years it's 10 years i'm like well 10 years might have been like after baby coco was born and then some like now we're in mm-hmm. a brave new world i was saying maybe 11 years well i think 12 years and seven months
1: i would say when we when we jumped ahead six years that put us at 10 years from the time jump to the point we are now has been another two years
0: well, I was I was guessing the time jump put us at nine years because okay. then you had from from that point until the pikes you had another several months I want to say because when was Coco born after the pikes right I have to assume because there yes. was another big time jump from then yes okay it
1: was after the pikes now see you know I all of my timelines are based on Judith
0: yeah I know partially yeah at least yeah. for my end yeah so
1: when I when we did the time jump I had to to guesstimate that. And I guessed Judith was about about 10, about nine or 10 years old after that time jump. So if you take into account all of Lori's pregnancy, then giving birth, then before the baby turns a year old, it would I, it would time out.
0: I, the key thing to helping this out is ha- knowing how long Rick was in the hospital, even after the, the fall happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was about two months. Yeah, I was, was gonna way. say
1: eight weeks, yeah.
0: And I think the time he wakes up is exactly when, I think, well, not like exactly, when technically Fear the Walking Dead starts a little bit, I think maybe even when he goes into the hospital hospital, I think is, is when it starts. We could get stuck here all day. But it's just fa- that it's, <laughs> it's fascinating to note. It's fascinating to note how going from thinking like, oh, ten years and seven months, maybe eleven year eleven years and three months or something like no, it's twelve years and seven months, buddy.
1: <laughs> maybe six. Yeah.
0: Whatever. I don't know. Whatever the span of time is from the time the jacket thing happened to when she got her diagnosis. Because there there might have been some time between that, I think. And well, I think there was.
1: And he was he oh. was out and about searching for medicine for six weeks. So that's another month uh-huh. Right there,
0: and a half. Yeah, and a half. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, that's another month and a half there.
0: God, that's rough, man. And I was <laughs> thinking about that. Think about that passage of time. Ugh, it's so rough. Finding the medicine, too and then being held captive for like two, three days. Ugh. Yeah,
1: and who knows how long he was in in the storage closet for?
0: And then you can see why he would come back, not only to save these people that he, oh, just, you know, ratted out. I'd have killed You're all like,
1: them, all those guys. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> I'm sure like there's a part of him that's saying. But maybe between those two, three days, that's when she decided to do it. Oh, yeah. If he would
1: have been there then.
0: But then that would have been just him also saying, no, man, no. It it would be the the alternative to him actually saying, no, she did this as soon as I left. But he's in denial. Mm -hmm. Like, so (laughs) you see, let people do this all the time. Like, instead of blaming themselves, they get neurotic and they blame the world. Rather than putting this shit on yourself and saying, I should have never left her. I should have never left her. I should have heard her voice when she was saying, stay. I should have known that that's what it meant i don't want to be here i don't want to be here because you need to be the man i want you to be anyways (laughs) the the man that needs to be the man in the apocalypse should have stayed this is the weird irony her saying if he would have stayed let's play that game if he would have stayed with her and been with her in the end i i don't think he would have been that man. I don't know that he would have. Let's play this game though. Could he have been mm-hmm. a better man? Could he have been something more akin to a Rick?
1: Would he have just offed himself without her?
0: What, let's play that. Yeah, this is this can go a lot of ways, right?
1: If he had stayed with her and she succumbed to cancer, I think he would have blamed himself maybe even For more. For not saving her? Yeah. And now but he's then, oh. surviving with this guilt.
0: But maybe that guilt could have transformed too. Could have. M- maybe not to rage. I think he would have died eventually way anyway, but I think he would have died trying to save others let's say let's just say because it seems like he was a good guy it, this is like the classic uh good intentions kind of scenario like okay good intentions can get you only so far it doesn't give you that extra thing that you need to survive the zombie apocalypse say if Glenn didn't have others you know would have Glenn have survived maybe for a while until he met like a governor or like or Shane even on his own <laughs> oh gosh but yeah. then did you have the stones to 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 live in this world? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But my suspicions in my experience say you need that little extra, or at least a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to play this out because had he stayed, he would have been the man that he al- she always wanted him to be, but not the man he needed to be. So I think maybe in a way she knew he was going to go anyway also. So mm, maybe this is like the opportunity to kind of make him the man he was going to be to survive. I'm not going to stick to my guns on this series. I just (laughs) think it's nice to play with, though, because it's like all of these things coming together make this all happen. And had Negan not happened, Judith wouldn't have been saved and in the storm. And we play this game all the time. It's like, what if Negan wasn't in the picture? Well, they wouldn't have survived the Whisper onslaught. I mean, there's a lot of things that would have been survivable had Negan not been in the picture. Again, you go through a lot of shit to do it, but... Mm. (sighs) anything's possible
1: did you happen to notice what book Negan was reading to Lucille
0: oh was it Pride and Prejudice
1: it was Pride and Prejudice
0: well, Talking Dead talked about that.
1: Oh, I didn't watch Talking Dead.
0: Oh, you should have, because they gave us a chock full of uh. fucking Easter eggs. <laughs> uh, I just
1: did notes, right right before I got on here. <laughs> well, the,
0: like the the, ri- the writer of this episode, David Leslie Johnson, uh, McGoldrick, written by David Leslie Go- uh, Johnson. He was the actual person on the radio announcing the victim. The 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 attackers eat bite the flesh of, of its victims, and and that was actually a, a bite off of a sound bite. He was like citing. <laughs> Uh, night of the living dead what they say on the radio quoting yeah are you trying to say quoting (laughs) well I mean now it's yes quoting yes the, okay. using the same words as that as that radio announcer.
1: Gotcha, yeah. okay, okay.
0: I just see no value in going into all this stuff because it's here, people, watch Talking Dead. And if you don't know, if you don't watch Talking Dead, we'll put it in the blog or something, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't usually know do.
1: I just missed this one, was all. I didn't know, I didn't realize they talked about Pride and Prejudice. I was all excited because Sharon and I Googled the character names and figured it out.
0: Oh no, <laughs> you guys need to watch Talking. Well, part of what is funny about the version of Pride and Prejudice that he He's reading it's pride and prejudice and zombies it's not pride and prejudice
1: okay i didn't say this at the time but i was gonna tell well i told charity i've never read pride and prejudice so i'm not familiar with it i didn't know it. i'm like the only pride and prejudice
0: i know is pride and prejudice and Zombies, that, which i think he had <laughs> a hand in, if i'm not mistaken but that's oh, that's, that's the one that's that's what he's reading and yeah. that's what makes it even funnier when he goes i i can't read this this is just awful yeah.
1: <laughs> This is awful. I love that he calls her Mama. Mama, this shit sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's just like, oh, oh. Yeah. It was great that they had D- David Leslie Johnson McGolrick on Talking Dead because he was able to give you all these, even the biker gang's uh, outfit name, Valex Vipers, V A L A K S. Oh, and of course, Lucille's wearing the half moon shirt. When? I think near the beginning.
1: No, I can't say I paid attention to her, her shirts. I was more, I was distracted by her hair. <laughs> I'll have to go back and, and look for that. I did not notice the Half Moon t-shirt.
0: Watch Talking Dead! <laughs> <laughs> I do want to just, just go through this one. Cause now it's like the thorn in my side. Are
1: you talking about the other project with the balance Vipers?
0: yeah well that's funny it has its own wiki article in the walking dead wiki valix vipers are a group of hostile survivors introduced in season 10 of amc's the walking dead they're a motorcycle gang led by craven they served as the primary antagonistic group of the episode here's negan they're from ohio originally nothing's known about the valix vipers prior to the outbreak again other than this motorcycle gang that was either based in or had a chapter in ohio again i think they are in virginia obviously from the license plate from lucille but they originate from ohio valix vipers are named after the demon valak who was the main antagonist of The Conjuring 2, which David Leslie worked on. I just needed to get it right. Oh. You, you spoke about barbara earlier did you know that barbara is literally one of the only original members of alexandria left
1: i cannot say i remember barbara and now i feel bad now you're making me feel bad that i don't remember barbara
0: it's okay <laughs> you and me only came online when we're like oh where's Bertie? where's yeah where's, where's marisol where's beatrice like wh- where's be- scott <laughs> You're talking about like, <laughs> wh- exactly. Yeah, who wh- is another original Alexandrian resident? Yeah. But like, we didn't kind of come online into the background. I'm just speaking for both of us here. <laughs> I didn't come online with the background actor scene until we really started doing this sort of thing more often. That's better true. Better often. That's true. Like we were like, oh, Oscar, what was his name? Oscar, Um. Oh God, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> remember the guy that played Oscar on the TV on, as a, a the background character?
1: I can see him in my head. I know exactly who you're talking about.
0: He might have gotten taken down in morningstar just like william bell and like marco and but marco was more heralded i think it was this weird he got this weird um fanfare before season nine came out like th- like the actor who plays marco
1: gustavo gomez for
0: some <laughs> reason he got he got some hype like a lot of hype into season nine and then like nothing <laughs> probably happened.
1: probably from Do me you, re-
0: you remember what i'm talking about right no yeah. no this is from like media
1: <laughs> oh um,
0: I read shit. I don't read your thing to get news.
1: (laughs) Clearly not.
0: No. Otherwise, I would have known. Oh, he's very important.
1: (laughs) I'm always asking, where's Marco? Where's Marco?
0: Polo. Right. (laughs) It's a requirement. I hate to say it. So okay, we got Barbara out of the way. Cool. And she speaks. Great. Awesome. She took care of Judith in her in her infancy. That's another role. Something to remember. This is how important Barbara is to surviving. If Bar- if Barbara dies, it's almost symbolic of old Alexandria dying, which is why she's still alive probably. But love this line. Negan Smith needed Negan at this time. Maybe one of the only times a character on the walking dead didn't turn out the way he was meant to be. Maybe the only other time is Rick, but let's get into this because the example is in the cabin, right before they go into the flashback, he's talking to his shitbag self, like the, not the shitbag, the, the, the Negan that sees red. And he says, You're a cult of personality with no cult. You needed to be this guy. You're a fucking clown. I wish I, I could have been a version that could survive this world without you. He sees it because we need to go into the, into the greater reason of why he finally puts Lucille to rest. First of all, why he finds her in the first place, because I think he's a man adrift. Again, <laughs> He's having a midlife crisis post-apocalypse now, and yeah. he's trying to find his version of a leather jacket, which is Lucille <laughs> the Bat. I don't blame him for doing this. I don't think it's going to be for the, for the same reason that we might suspect it might be. He's like, oh, Negan be Neganing. <laughs> no, he's just having an identity crisis. I've said this about Carol before, too. Like When you go on this vengeance quest, let's say, and you just knock knock down stone soup, and rats and peel away drywall, and just to get it alpha, or I mean the rat, (laughs) what now? (laughs) who do you who do you become now after all this you need to find out carve out what that person looks like this is a lot a lot of what i say about people who are have this kind of like activist agenda activism all the time kind of thing what happens when you get whatever it is you're seeking what now find the next thing Mm -hmm. do what what do you do with your life when you're done or is this something that just has this anger has to be this anger at whatever it is going to be be at this cause be at that cause what happens at the end of that we've achieved world peace no we have to find the next thing
1: <laughs> so this
0: is what this is kind of what Negan's going through he's like okay the whisperers are dead I'm carving a path in Alexandria and then now I'm reaching a roadblock with Maggie but even still Maggie's an excuse it doesn't help matters but it's kind of an excuse I don't think he knows who he is you mm. could say Maggie's the thing that's not letting him be the Alexandrian he wants to be that's not true I feel I don't like I think so
1: I feel like by the end of this episode he does remember exactly who he is I still felt like I had to keep keep one eye on him i don't i still don't trust him and that smirk you called it a smile earlier but i saw a smirk towards maggie and what i heard him thinking (laughs) i heard his thoughts out loud and he said try it try and kill me
0: This is why I say you should watch Talking Dead, because there were many takes of that last scene looking at Maggie. Mm. One one was intense. One Mm -hmm. was this. One was that. They happened to chose the one of like seven takes, probably (laughs) the one where he's smirking at Maggie. Otherwise, there's no clear direction of how he's supposed to look at Maggie or Maggie's supposed to look at him. So he kind of chose that as one of the takes and that's the take they chose, which does give the scene a little bit more context, because I always think these guys love open-ended things like what do you think that means well i don't think it means what you think it means Mm -hmm. and i think we kind of wrote it that way so we even we have to figure it out by the end (laughs) of it so but I, I, I choose to think that actually it is this hybrid version of being the man that he was with Lucille when she was alive and being the man that Lucille want, needed him or wanted him desperately to be without her being alive. Yeah. And I think part of what that is, is saying to himself, instead, I'm not going to walk on eggshells anymore. I know what I brought to the table when I say, I, I know I didn't do it the way you would have done it. <laughs> I know I didn't save the world the way you would have done it. It's kind of like... Carol. Let's just be honest. I'm not gonna apologize for, for saving your asses. I'm not gonna apologize for doing the right thing. What what do I have to apologize for? I I, I saved lives. I love Judith. I mean, let's, let's be honest here. I saved Judith. I'm gonna do it again and again, and you're not gonna stop me. You can be uncomfortable all you want. You just have to deal with it. I'm not gonna get in your face about it, but I'm not gonna just walk all over eggshells. I know what value I have. I know the man I want to become, at least. I don't know if I'm there yet. Let's just be real here negan doesn't know who he is still but at least he has a better idea of like i'm putting this bat to rest because i don't need to see red to know what it takes to live in this fucking apocalypse i think there's that part of it beyond that i don't think even he knows what that means i don't think even he knows what that takes but i do know that he's done apologizing he's still gonna build houses he's still gonna do this but he's not gonna shy away he's gonna be like hey bitch, what's up he's 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 like deal with it no. Don't, you don't have to forgive me you know but you have to live with me yeah. i belong here it's like daryl when he says i know where i belong carol yeah. what about I don't, you
1: i don't know if i'm ready to say that negan won't see red again or or even that he doesn't want to be that guy i think negan is content knowing that he could be that guy anytime he needed to be i don't i'm not comfortable yet saying what he wants about anything I,
0: I'm gonna say this. I feel you. I feel you because oh. in the back of my mind, always negan be negan. Right? Fine. Oh whatever. yeah. Because I have to keep that in mind. That's Angel Kang right there. That's <laughs> that's my it's my med- medulla oblongata. <laughs> but like. <laughs> narratively speaking, on the written word page, he says to himself, you're a clown. You're a cult of personality without a cult. As of now, you're a fucking joke. The fact that I had to be you to survive this thing makes me sick. Makes me sick. It's not what my wife would have wanted. She wanted to be be tough. She didn't want to be this guy. Not only was I that, I was the guy that cheated on her. And not only that, I cheated on her. Like, I don't know how many wives I had. (laughs) Like, I had so many wives that this is what I'm saying, though. This is what I'm saying, is that he took that seeing red and took it further. He said, one wife, nine wives. Fine, I make up the rules as I go along. As long as everybody's in fucking line, I'm the person that steers this ship. And don't you get any fucking ideas. Even if I smell that there might be an idea that you think you want to live without me. No, you don't get to live without me. I'm going to make you depend on me. This is how this ship runs. That's not a loving relationship. That's not a marriage with Lucille. But he embraced that part of him to be the man he needed to be to survive this apocalypse. It's almost resentful of Lucille too. I am everything that you wanted me to be, right? Lucille, give me (laughs) strength. And yet there's like a resentfulness. Like it does give context to his actions. It's like, it's almost resentful. Like she took the easy way out. Fuck you, I was trying to keep you alive. Mm. And so like, okay, fuck you. This is how I'm gonna live my life now. Fuck you, Lucille. You want to be strong? Here, taste some blood. Taste some blood, Lucille. There's a little sick kind of like, you, you know how some people get that way? Like, oh, I fooled you. You know when you get to your parents or like you sneak out in the middle of the night, like when you're not supposed to? Sure. Know, plenty of times. Sorry. But there's a certain that. satisfaction. <laughs> you get back home, right? You get back home and you're like, fucking did that. you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I beat you. I beat you. And you'll do it again and again. You'll double down. You'll double down until you finally get caught. But like still, you'll keep going. Keep (laughs) going until you get caught.
1: I I snuck out more from my friends' houses than I did my own. I could probably count on one hand how many times I snuck out of my own house.
0: But going to your friend's house made it that much easier to do it, right? Because you weren't in the vicinity. Because my mom wasn't there. (laughs) Right. And you know what? You do that because you're like... Fuck you and your rules. Like, fuck this shit. What
1: are you going to do at, at, at no, midnight on a, on a set? What are you going to do at midnight outside your house? Nothing. We did nothing. Yeah. It was yeah. just to be out. <laughs> it was just to be defiant.
0: It was just to be fuck you. Yeah. yeah. But that's mm-hmm. that's Negan in a nutshell. I, I There's no world in which I don't think there's context to everything that he does. There's that resentfulness. How dare you leave me after me trying mm. to save you? How dare you? Fuck you then. I'm going to get five million wives and i'm going (laughs) to treat them like shit and that's that's the irony is that i'm not i'm I'm gonna get these wives. I don't even know if he's been with them to be honest. Like in the show. Yeah, I don't know about the comic book, but whatever. I don't know shit about the comic book. I don't have to, I don't care. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> you don't
1: need to. It, do, it does like, matter yeah. Just
0: imagine Sherry, right? Just imagine Sherry. Like he keeps us around, he doesn't fuck us. Like he just he just wants to own us, right? Like he just wants us as property, just so that I, nobody touches us.
1: And I could see that. Now having this backstory, I could see that version of Negan too. Because, like you said, you don't need to know his backstory of the comics because it is different, it is very different because things happened on the show the way they did we have a different Negan than the one from the comic books absolutely
0: but it's definitely like a Negan that makes more sense 100% you can understand that Negan Negan was a good man that made one too many mistakes and lost himself along the way pre-apocalypse instead of being the man he was meant to be he leaned into his mistakes he had multiple wives that he didn't care for and that their original husbands never would so like he's almost making the husbands be like him Mm-hmm because now you can't treat your woman more, right now. You, I'm making you into a me, you know, so I am Negan. He rewarded the strong and took from the weak in exchange for safety. The loss of his wife made him a savior, but the kind we deserved rather than what we wanted. Oh, I'm going to do whatever I want. You'll be safe, but I'm, this is my playground. And all because my wife fucking left me before I, I wanted her to. That sort of, it, it makes so much more sense now. But what I was going to say about Negan, and this kind of ties it all in a bow. The name Negan is like the end name of a Gaelic surname. Let's say so. Like there's Finnegan, Dunnegan, Nigan, ne- mm-hmm. Negan. What does Negan mean? One. So it's like the bright one. The, oh i see the dark mm-hmm. one so negan is one i am negan we are negan we are or one and mm-hmm. that isn't that nuts yeah which makes sense why he dropped the smith it's like negan smith oh okay that doesn't make no sense yeah that was that was the everyman i'm not the Everyman. i'm the one now i'm prince
1: <laughs> right yeah
0: i'm just negan i'm seal <laughs> <laughs> i'm david no i'm, I'm just sh- david i'm share <laughs> i'm sharon d that actually makes sense actually
1: i'm madonna <laughs> <laughs> I got excited because I remembered the last thing that I have on my list to bring up, Lindsley.
0: Lindsley, registered, right?
1: So excited to see Lindsley.
0: The origin of Laura. I like that she had like more of a backstory that we could sink our teeth into too. It's like that's her dad, technically.
1: Yeah. I also um like that she she had the tattoo on her neck already too. That wasn't something yeah. that happened after she I got like with Megan. Yeah, I right, thought that was cool.
0: Right. She had made. She had made sure. I remember this from like one of the first interviews I've ever heard with her. Um, this was on Jamie. You know Jamie, J J-A-M-I? A M um, I. Heart still beating. That's the first interview I-, I heard of with Laura, and one of the things she said was she made it a concerted effort for that tattoo to be something from her past, like pre-apocalypse, uh. part of her upbringing. So it's fitting, and I'm glad they continued the continuity on that. That yeah. that was something from before. You're supposed to see that tattoo, and then she had a string of interviews after that with a bunch of other people, but that was the first one. She she had nailed the first interview. And it's a really good one. You should definitely listen to it. There's something cool about these people that she meets. And then obviously there's an inference that like he comes back and Laura is basically one of the founding people uh, of the sanctuary. She gave him the bat. Obviously this takes the place of Dwight's part of the story. I, I know that specifically in the comic books, the inspiration of Daryl. <laughs> it's, it's like this Dwight character from this here, here's Negan. And they meet up in the woods and D- Dwight has the crossbow. Dwight looks literally kind of like Daryl. But what's fitting about that is I know that they meant to get, they meant to get Austin Milio, but he was too busy filming Fear the Walking Dead. and and they and the, But they said to themselves, hey, let's bring this character back and give her more of a rich story. And, and I, think, mm-hmm. I think that was a good move, to be honest. And somebody actually said this, I think on Talking Dead, is like, if we had brought Dwight back for that scene, I felt like it would have taken away from Negan's story. They would break out of focusing on that being Negan's story and saying, oh, Mm. well, there's Dwight's origin too. Yeah. It's like if we would have seen Simon, right? Okay. It would have broken us a little bit out of it and be like, well, the focus is now being taken away just kind of like Fear the Walking Dead uh, episode 608, breaking the focus away from this entire episode. Laura, a little bit more low key. Our eyes light up, but we don't know as much as we'd like about her to be like, oh, no we're like oh yeah again she's back like mm-hmm. fighting beta that one time yeah okay but it's cool it's cool when we right. recognize somebody it
1: makes sense why laura is so loyal to negan too
0: and even revered by negan
1: and not a wife
0: yeah yeah wow. could you imagine right. that would have been too much
1: too weird given the Although, backstory
0: let's think about that for a little bit though if things have gone had gone a little differently like maybe he would have stayed i don't i don't know they couldn't have gone differently there was no reason for him to meet up with the mobile Unit. If he would have stayed with Lucille right. till the end, because I was thinking to myself like, oh, but yeah, like if anybody at all, why not her? Because that would have allowed him to find his way back and still maybe be this kind of yeah. badass. But th- didn't have to see red, didn't have to have all the wives, didn't have to run things by brute force for the sake of safety to keep people in line. I don't know, but that is something to maybe chew on. Also, she's a lot stranger things have happened, but like seems a little young for a man like Negan. Like I'm talking about 20 years his junior.
1: 20 years is not unheard of
0: no right but yes mm. i'm thinking like at the time he was probably in his 40s
1: when they meet and, yeah and then,
0: mm-hmm. and then 10 to 12 years later he's in his 50s that that jives right yeah I think she so. is in her early 20s
1: my cousin got married when she was 26 and her husband was 49 Woo!
0: <laughs> double her age almost
1: so a love knows no age
0: <laughs> no no you knew what you wanted to say you were get, you were gonna say age ain't nothing but a number. Mm. Mm. look obviously there are exceptions i'm like eight years apart from my wife now i'm gonna get canceled again whatever and fuck you guys <laughs> and
1: they're still and they're still together and they have five sons so it works oh, wow. it works people wow
0: <laughs> going back to the point uh yeah. Laura. And- lauren he um I-, I thought that could be something interesting like even like especially over time let's say
1: if they started up a thing i would want it to be like just the two of them i wouldn't want laura to be one of the wives i would want her to be the wife and that
0: would make sense like especially being the person this good person with a good dad trying Mm -hmm. to do good things could have been it right it could have been it's good to mention this out loud because i i said this to kirsten akuna when she was reflecting on like like on this on this episode not but not directly but just mentioning that like oh this is the last of 22 episodes of season 10 Mm. it's like just thinking about it being this far into the walking dead main show and it's like oh knowing that the next season's gonna be the last one and she was just reflecting. And I was like, isn't it wild, like I said, isn't it wild that like we got all this show and we were able to be lucky to have these bonus episodes and, and thinking about so many different things that we may have looked at one way when it started. And then we look back on it and we look a little, a little bit differently, let's say at Andrea or even at Lori or Dale even. Like we love Dale, but then like by the end of it, we're like, I get why he wasn't meant to be here. I get, I totally get it. I get why he was there because it makes us feel certain things. It makes <laughs> us want to hold on, right? I know i but hated we dale is, <laughs> I, I love dale but see i hated andrea so <laughs> and you probably had it the opposite right nope, i hated like,
1: andrea too okay oh, i was okay, glad, you had I was Fuck both glad when people. they both died yep yep
0: <laughs> But you get what I'm saying. Certain people are like shooting stars. They're here for a little while, and they burn brightly <laughs> in your heart. But even <laughs> even after they burn brightly, you remember them differently. Like you remember these people differently. Like oh it, yeah. Like, it, it makes you sad, but like at the same time, you're like, I get it. I get it. He wasn't meant for this world. Like she wasn't meant for this world. Even though she had the right idea, she wasn't meant for this world. Shane had the somewhat of a right idea, but didn't go about it the right way. He the, the person yeah. that he he was meant to be was kind of a dangerous person, to be honest. I
1: think Sh- Shane would have been perfectly fine if Rick didn't.
0: I I think Shane would have been perfectly fine had he not loved Carl, like to be honest, if he if he could detach from Carl, he could be something else in this world. Like he could be this incredible person. And I think it's kind of cool that Carl was here in this world, you know, and then obviously with Carl, though, comes the Rick baggage. So you can't be who you want to be or who you're meant to be, Shane. It's too bad you had that humanity that piece that drag you down like an anchor, man. You thought you we thought you were a psychopath, but at the same time, you did have a heart. And that's what got you killed. Really, Carl got you killed. Why do I say this? Because I have this interesting idea about the what if. Tales of the Walking Dead could be not only little anthology tales or little random tales like people we don't even know just random tales from the apocalypse that are these self-contained narrative stories
1: like the Althea tapes
0: yeah I was gonna well I was gonna say like the Twilight Zone more to the point like the Althea tapes are taken from this one narrow setting that doesn't move but like Tales of the Walking Dead could be this like Twilight Zone-esque episode where you get the breadth and feeling of an entire story but like in 40 minutes you know and it's all done by the end of it but it could be something where one episode every season let's say you would get a what if episode and the shame about that being is that we kind of got that with Michonne and there's a danger of people going oh but like are we gonna do this it's a shame because you want it right you want that what if episode that that journey of like what if Negan had you know married Laura let's say how would that have turned out in the greater context.
1: How would how would that happen, though? Are you saying like to just put out an episode as if it did happen? Or would this be like a vision like Michonne had within another episode?
0: i would say full-on butterfly effect oh man instead of it instead of the the michonne jimson weed trip right (laughs) where it was a a tiny thing in a greater thing no this would be the thing that would be the entire episode the whole thing so technically so you'd have one of these a year and it might even be the season ender every year or the mid-season let's say
1: so basically you want fan fiction episodes
0: yeah but with a basis in reality not like Bring back Madison? Like no, but you'd have to. <laughs> f- what would be the well, thing that would? What if would Madison, get Madison to didn't
1: sacrifice herself? I mean, that right, could be a, right. a what if.
0: What if she did something differently? And in fact, like I think, what would be great about these what if episodes is showing the audience how, had these things not happened, so many other things would have gone terribly wrong. That's what these what ifs episodes should show the audience. Yeah. Like you need a fucking reminder. <laughs> you need have to the, get bitch slapped.
1: Have the eleven twenty two sixty three effect
0: oh yeah, it, yeah yeah exactly exactly that's why that's what i mean by butterfly effect right yeah which yep. by the way i bawled ball like <laughs> we're talking about the last time if, if i'm being honest last time i remember bawling to anything other than last night <laughs> yeah was to 112263 that end Aww. scene had yeah. me in tears like uncontrollable tears that made me feel cuz i felt like i was on a journey with this guy i felt so many things now i want to watch it again but i don't want to watch it again that you know that feeling where you're like I don't want to watch that again. But like, no, I don't want to watch that again. That's painful. I,
1: th- I think Sharon knows that feeling.
0: I think we all know that feeling. We <laughs>
1: all know that feeling. Now I just want to know where Franklin is.
0: Oh, he did. <laughs> There's no way he's not dead. People like that don't survive. He's
1: a doctor. Of course he's dead.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> good point oh,
1: good point can <laughs> Forgot i can i just a doctor.
0: say by the way in sharon he says hashtag legan like laura, laura legan. i half wanted to like post i didn't because this sounds a little controversial i wanted to post like a, a mock-up of a COVID vaccine vaccination card but i wanted to put doctors carson and carson <laughs> and then put like the dates of like when each one of them died <laughs> just pretend dates be the vaccination dates oh my gosh they <laughs> <laughs> put like squawking dead as the name <laughs> part of me is like yeah sounds good in theory i don't think it's going to go well with the audience <laughs> would actually you post it oh my gosh
1: I think but, and funny. then write, i write, I write in the
0: caption, got vaccinated if we're going to talk about the walking dead Am I just going to regurgitate the stuff that somebody said on Talking Dead? No.
1: No. Am am I going to
0: cite? I may cite something that Renee Hansen says about music uh, or like an analysis on music lyrics. That's cool. That's not something you're going to get from Talking Dead. I'm going to go into character depth. I'm going to go into like interesting, like reading even further into the into the writing, like what we said about Negan and what Lucille thought she had to do to get him to be the man he should be in the apocalypse. Things like that, that means so much to me. That has so much value. I wanna give you something that you're not gonna get any, anywhere else. I wanna give you something that, you, that you're that you gonna walk away with and say, I didn't think of that before. You know. So when I post online, it better reflect that. Yeah. The clips that I post, it's either gonna make you laugh or it's gonna make you think. I'm not wasting your time. You better put on notifications because you're gonna get one a day, maybe, <laughs> if that. By the end of the week, you'll probably get maybe three a day because <laughs> <laughs> that's when we post our episodes, slash clips, slash blogs, and they'll have some value to it. And you'll click on them and you'll be like, Oh gosh, I should have followed Squawking Dead three years ago. Yeah, you should have, you fuckface. Where have you been? <laughs> yeah, where you been, you pieces of shit. It's like I hate.
1: So, <laughs> so resentful.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, this must be part of. This must be part of the problem. <laughs> I'm I'm finally opening up. This is I think this is what people want, right? 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 What make, that's what right? That's what
1: makes good TV. <laughs>
0: I, I, other than the leather jacket and the happy days which we didn't say out loud and you know we said in the pre-show but like the happy <laughs> days shit, it's true no, you can't say anything after that like yeah. being the fonds <laughs> <laughs> come on yeah i wrote this down but it's not even a big deal but like lucille has a cult firearm i thought that was kind of interesting you can actually make out you can make out the model and everything like that mm. it, it, it's it's just an interesting Rick parallel, like how mm-hmm. had the Python, but what's, what's more important, but this is what led me to thinking what I thought about Lucille and what she felt like she had to do. You're thinking to yourself, why doesn't she shoot him? So in a way, like why even bring the gun to the table in the first place?
1: Well, I had a lot more going on in my head than just, just that. When I saw she had the gun in one hand, the information on the other side of her, and in that moment, she was deciding which she, which hand she was going to use. Now, at first, maybe this is just the sick part of my twisted brain. I thought she would shoot herself in front of him.
0: Oh, that is interesting. Now, wait, let's follow this logic because I think you and me have the same conclusion. Why doesn't she?
1: Because she would rather watch him suffer.
0: That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Too. like she's sitting here wondering which would hurt him more
1: mm-hmm.
0: which would give me more satisfaction to keep him alive and then in the end i love when i get to say this because mm-hmm. even in this scenario because it's you wouldn't think it doesn't go the way she thinks it was it will she thinks he's gonna suffer and blah, blah blah and no he shows up instead this is like her own little version of the apocalypse he becomes the man he's meant to be oh, for her for her not yeah. for not for the apocalypse not for what the world was i thought that's kind of cool that's his version version. version of the walking dead right there because you think the zombie apocalypse it's over for him no he shows up but I was thinking the same thing. Oh, this is going to make him hurt so much more and make me feel a lot better. And in the end, what do we find out, though? We find out that he doesn't even tell her until they're in this moment where he has to get the drugs. And then he finally starts to tell her and then she goes, no, 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 no. This is why I think you need to give up because I know that you cheated on me. Like, he didn't tell her until just then. I had assumed on first watch that like, oh, he to- she to- he told her already. And because he was saying, I-, I lie awake at night thinking, how, how did I get to be so lucky that you stuck around with me? And then I realized, upon watching again, oh, well, he means because he was such a loser. Like you, you paid for my bills and all that stuff. You did, you did all this for me, and and yet you still stuck around with me, even though I didn't come, I didn't take you home from the doctor's office. No, 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 no. She knew about that, and it's like, but no, 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 honey, you don't understand. I was ready to cut you out, but I, I knew, I just knew you were the. man, I took a chance on you, and, and of course, I'm still thinking like she chose the thing to make him suffer. But like at the same time, it's like, but what if? what if what if he shows up not everybody gets that now not everybody gets that 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 last chance and it ends up working out and sometimes it does it's like that speech that morgan gives like i've been i've been you know sometimes people change maybe a couple times in their lives you know people make that change you know the change that they've been meaning to make but i've been thir- i've been 16 different somebodies you know <laughs> like i've made that change 16 different times you know and i and i keep doing it and so this is one of those times that change you know that that, that life somehow brings you or death upon them finally having this confession period. She says you made up for it. I thought that was kind of interesting pair of words when you think about. Okay, let's bring it back to Maggie. This is what gives him the ammunition to say, "I showed up. I did the things. I saved people's lives. I stopped the Whisperers. I don't have to pretend to be in the show Like I know what I did. There's no making two bits about it. I know what I did. I don't expect you to forgive me. I don't. I don't expect you at all to forgive me. But I'm not gonna sit here and say I didn't do anything. I'm not gonna cower in fear. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm nobody. I'm not gonna blend in the background. I am who I am. I may not be the guy you." to be but i am who i am i have to own up to everything i'm taking responsibility like carol i'm taking responsibility (laughs) for everything that i've done i'm gonna make that commitment to to saying i'm not gonna do it again but i know what i did i can't run away from that there's no way and with you around there's no way i can get away with it (laughs) even if i try i just thought that's a good juxtaposition position to have to this very moment you made up for it and then he gets to bury her finally in the embers burying it in a shroud you know what we'd always dreamt of this moment we always wondered what would happen if he got Lucille again. And part of me is doing backflips right now. First of all, I never thought that he would actually find it. I really, I really didn't. I really, I I always thought that, okay, he's going to keep his promise. And in a way he did. He's going to keep his promise to Judith. He's not going to get people hurt anymore. Now we, I know that he did not do that. Obviously he killed a lot of people got a lot of people killed in the process kind of mm. like carol let's say again who knows carol better than negan right now or negan knows but be- who who knows who knows each other better than oh, negan and carol obviously yeah they did the things but they're both taking responsibility for those things or they're both at least trying to It's all the successes all the losses we love carol the, again she comes in the box you know with batteries you know like we that's <laughs> how we know her we love her so it's a little harder to accept negan for everything that he is not just the fucking crazy murder or a person that we know but like also the person who saved people's lives um so with that everybody thank you for joining us on this here's negan special i'm your host david cameo joined by cosmom09 and briefly joined by alania (laughs) sorry and sharon in the chat hi Hi. oh actually she's this way i have to remember that she's this way in the regular shop. <laughs> if you like what you heard on audio, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead. Five stars and eggplant at any venue of your choice. Maybe all of them. There's nothing really stopping you. You don't have to be listening on Spotify to rate us in Spotify. There's no login required. I don't think at least. Maybe there is. I have no idea. But create one. What the hell's wrong with you? Also try to use it as a communications device. Tell us why you love us so that other people can know to listen also. I mean, if you love us, share that love. I mean, we would share your love we do it all the time we give people shout outs on this podcast we put them in the blogs we put reference links and everything so that people can follow you too so just do the same for us okay you don't have to create a blog but just rate us in the in the reviews and let us know that you have (laughs) so that we know to look out for it and if you really really like us head over to ko-fi.com slash squawking dead ko-fi.com slash squawking dead just follow us there create an account it'll let you know when we have an interview coming up and you can be a part of the live audience and ask a question during that interview we've interviewed and isenson he didn't join us in the Peggy Shot interview and you bit yourself in the ass when you when you didn't join us in the Alexa Nicence interview. <laughs> when are you gonna cop on and just follow us on ko-fi.com slash dead? I can't make you do it. But if you like it and you wanna join in on some of the fun, whether it's recording an episode, whether it's joining an interview and being a part of the live audience, buy us a coffee, it'll last you 30 days, it'll give you 30 days of supporter back content. If you subscribe to a coffee a month, the party just keeps on rolling, and you'll continue to have access to perks to be able to download the unedited episodes to be in. In our weekly Wednesday, maybe Thursday, who knows? Jackbox games. <laughs> of course, many new perks to come as coffee.com is going to be having tears soon. Which means my job is gonna be a lot harder because I'm gonna be giving you lots of free shit. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> lots of free shit are coming your way if, if tears comes out, because you commit to three coffees a month, you get free shit every month, let's say. Again, I'm not saying to buy us a coffee, I'm just saying just follow us so you know what's going on, so that when something comes out that you might be interested in joining us or listening to, like an unedited episode where where he talked about, you know, in the last one where Alexa was going to be a possible interviewee, you wouldn't have known before anybody else. I guess we'll see you for Fear the Walking Dead's eighth episode, what was supposed to be the mid-season finale. Thank God it wasn't. We got a lot to talk about. But we'll see you then. Bye. Be safe out there.